Welcome to the College Baseball Nation podcast. I'm your host, John Peters, joined by Kyle McKelvey. Today on the podcast, we're looking ahead to the 11th weekend of college baseball. Let's talk college baseball. Kyle, spring is in the air in New England. I don't know if spring is in the air in Texas. Is it like early summer in the air in Texas? <laughs> it's It's been in the air for weeks now. Yeah. We've had, we've had 70 degree days for a while, but... Yeah, and the pollen and stuff, that's already come and gone. Everyone, everyone is dying with their allergies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of allergies, uh, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow spending way more money than I would want to at a dog doctor uh, because my dog, Omaha, it seems to be allergic to everything that everything that has life, <laughs> he is allergic to. And Yikes. unlike humans, whenever dogs have allergies, they just, just lick themselves a bunch and that makes them get all sorts of fun skin things. So that's yep. what I have to look forward to tomorrow. <laughs> and that sound is the worst, in my opinion. I have something with that sound. I can't I can't handle that. I've literally I woken up in the middle of the night and had like, I'm not going to call it like a panic attack, but just like a mild meltdown when I hear him licking. I'm like, stop. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, we, our dog sleeps in the other room now because of that. <laughs> I don't know if this is your experience, but it feels like every time we go to the vet, we spend like $500. I don't know. It feels like no matter what, any, no matter sort what. Of, any dog issue, it's like, well, we did blood work and that costs $7,000. And you're like, how is yeah, that possible? I, I can't argue because like, <laughs> I can't do the blood work myself. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a, a couple of years ago now, we, our dog, we think got bit by a spider or a snake or something in the yard because there was like these two little puncture wounds on her back leg and uh she started like panting and falling over and being was like i don't know not eating and so we we had to quickly take her to the er on of course on a sunday night at like 10 p.m so all the regular vets are closed and so you oh, have yeah. the er vet which just like the price by like they literally just like pickpocket you on the way in the door they're like oh can we have yeah, your wallet basically. thank you <laughs> and then a couple months later we think she ate some mushrooms because she was having like these seizure things and like uh, falling over again like man it was brutal we think she went would... on like a three-day trip <laughs> what would dogs do without us <laughs> i don't know i think that whole business of them like we us domesticating them it really it took them down a notch in the, in the evolutionary hierarchy they, they're helpless without us at this point <laughs> yeah pretty much they they definitely would not survive without us i mean cats cats did fine without us for a long time right yeah for sure yeah our cat our cat would live forever without us she would just be eating all the <laughs> all the rats in boston all right kyle let's head over to our top story and our top story sec bloodbath bloodbath so seven seven SEC teams lost in the midweek, and that is actually quite notable. Midweek games, yeah, there's always a little bit of, of chaos in the midweek action. But generally speaking, the SEC has escaped that midweek chaos. Coming into the weekend, the SEC had a 0.83 winning percentage in non-conference. That's dropped now to below 0.81. I mean, obviously, that's that's still... Uh, what 50 points better than the the next conference the acc which is sitting at 0.765 so it, sec still has the best non-conference schedule but this was a particularly bad week for midweek games for sec teams where do you want to go with this one kyle what stands out to you before we get going okay so there's 14 sec teams seven of them lost technically Ole miss lost to mississippi state so that doesn't really count but six of them lost to non-conference opponents so where do you want to start with this one yeah. kyle 
Yeah, that an SEC team team would have lost in that uh, yeah. in that game no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, I I think I think Louisville bouncing back in a huge way over Kentucky was was uh, surprising. They won that game seven to nothing in in um oh my gosh, where is Kentucky? Lexington? Lexington, Lexington. <laughs> that's the city you're looking for. One of those cities like, that Frankfurt? every single state no. seems to have one. <laughs> yeah, it's not Frankfurt. Um, this goes really nicely with what we talked about last time on the podcast of Kentucky possibly losing all the rest of their SEC series. Might, might as well just yeah. get it started in the midweek. <laughs> yeah, and that's we're we're going to go through it later. But I bumped them down a little bit, not because of this game, but because of losing like the series at home against AM last week. I I don't know. That's it's just they're going in the wrong direction. I think for in terms of hosting, even though they're still at number two in the RPI. Before we uh, like, yeah. I, I want to, I do want to give a positive twist on this for Kentucky. Like we just saw last weekend with Tennessee sweeping Vanderbilt with their upcoming schedule. All, all Kentucky needs is one good weekend, right? One good weekend. And yeah. they totally rewrite their trajectory of their season. They started off really hot. They still have 30 wins. They've tripped up a little bit lately. Win one of these upcoming weekends against the the top of the SEC teams. And they'll be right back in the conversation for hosting and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. The other one that was, uh, worthy of talking about in my opinion was Nichols over LSU. I mean, obviously you got to talk about field. that. Yeah. The woman, especially the way it ended. Did you see those highlights last night? Oh man. That was it. This is the shortstop who was like basically in like right center field <laughs> making a play. Yeah, so, it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Cable also popped into a double play into the shortstop. The shortstop ran into the outfield, caught it basically like a basket catch over his shoulder and then ran by himself back to second base to double up uh, Merrifield, I guess. Uh, that casual, bases were casual loaded, unassisted right? double play on like diving catch in the outfield. <laughs> to end the game. and Because that, that would have scored a run if, if, it, if he didn't catch that. And if it had dropped, there's a good chance it would have scored two runs and LSU would have walked off Nichols. That was a 6-5 final. Nichols win, won that game in Baton Rouge. I think also worth talking about Georgia. Georgia just swept Arkansas and they lose a midweek game to Georgia State and <laughs> Athens. A little bit of that hangover. You see it. You see it in the midweek sometimes. There's a hangover after a big conference win. It's hard to back that up. Maybe Texas A&M had that too, losing at home to Sam Houston mm-hmm. State after going on the road to beat Kentucky. Uh, meanwhile, the Arkansas continues their losing streak. But that one, I mean, a little bit more forgivable. Traveling to Missouri State, uh, anytime you travel in the midweek on the road, I don't know. I, I That's just that's hard to win on the road in the midweek. Yeah, and kids are just getting out of their class and everything. I don't know. I, I, I understand that one a little bit. Let's wrap that up there and head over to our fastest segment, which is 10, minute, 10 picks in five minutes. We finally we didn't are back have a tie pace. this week. We finally are back in pace. We each have five <laughs> series. I give you one first. We picked series for each other off the air. On the air, we're going to have to defend the picks that we've made this week. A little bit of some oddities, I think, to, to zoom out for a second. A lot of the SEC series, the higher-ranked team is playing at home. So you're not going to see a lot of SEC series in our pick them this time because we're trying to give each other the toughest series possible to pick. Are you ready, kids? Hi, hi, Captain. I can't hear you. All right, let's get this started. First up for you is Maryland at Indiana Big Ten action. Yeah, yikes. Uh, so I went with Indiana here at home. I think I just trust them a little bit more. They they had a, a nice road series win a couple of weeks ago at Illinois. They also took the series against Iowa a few weeks a week before that. They're just 
I don't think they've lost a weekend in a long time. Yeah, the Keith LeClaire Classic in uh, early March was their last weekend loss. Um, I think they're hot. I think I think I'm gonna go with Indiana here at home. Um, up for you is Miami at Louisville. I'm going the same direction as you. I'm picking the home team here. And I think the reason I'm picking the home team is Miami hasn't been particularly good on the road. So, so far this year, they are only sitting at four and 11 on, uh, on the road. Yikes. They did have that road series win at North Carolina. I think I'm starting to think of that as more of a reflection of North Carolina than on Miami. Um, so I, I'm picking the home team here, Louisville, to bounce back. Back to you, sticking with the ACC, number 10, Duke traveling to UVA, Virginia. Virginia is not doing well lately. They are coming off of back-to-back series loss uh, to Pitt at home and then on the road getting swept by Notre Dame. I think maybe if that one was at home, they would have just lost the series and not got, not, not got swept. But I don't know. I, they are a really good offensive team that is not doing well lately. Uh, so give me Duke at home, who's pitching amazingly. You got... Duke on the road. Duke on the road there. That's what I meant to say. Yep. <laughs> Uh, you got Texas at TCU. Uh, I think this one's a little bit of a toss-up for me. Um, the the way that TCU has been playing lately, I that, that, that gives me pause. We'll say we'll put it a little bit nicely. But at the mm-hmm. same time, TCU at home has been pretty good. So give me the Horn Frogs only because of this whole home field advantage situation. I think this one's a little bit of a coin flip situation for me. Put your money where your mouth is and actually flip a coin. Uh, <laughs> I won't sink to your levels. Arizona State yeah, okay. at Oregon, Pac-12 action. Uh, this is this is a fun, um, a fun matchup when Arizona State's batting because Oregon's pitching, I think, is 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 one of the best in the Pac-12. They're playing like it lately, and Arizona State has played out of their mind. Uh, th- this would be a li- little bit more, a little bit easier to pick if it was in Phoenix or Tucson. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, but give me Oregon at home. This is I I think I trust their bats a little bit more. And Arizona State's pitching is is not fantastic. So give me Tucson Oregon is home, home of the Arizona Wildcats, Kyle. So I think you're going over be, two uh... with this pick because I think Arizona State's going to win that series. <laughs> <laughs> I get them mixed up. Um. All right, you got Clemson at Boston College. I'm excited for this one. This is one I get to see in person in the flesh. Nice. And I I have sung the swan song of Boston College a few weeks ago. I was ready to put a nail on them and say they're done. But I think that I am willing to turn a corner on Boston College and say I think Boston College at home will win this series. But I do think this is a this is like I'm definitely gonna put the home team on upset alert here. I think Clemson is playing a lot better now than they were at the beginning of the year since they lost that series mm-hmm. to South Carolina. So put Boston College on upset alert, but not enough for me to go the direction of the away team. Back to you. We're gonna have some non-conference action. Oklahoma State back-to-back non-con series. The first of those two non-con series is Oklahoma State traveling to Michigan, who you got in this one? Uh, I got Oklahoma State here. This one, this one was tough. I think. Um, let me find this. That's why I give them to you, right? I try not to yeah. give the easy ones. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. I think Michigan had so they have a top ten or top fifteen woba, but I think that they've just been feasting on not that good pitching. I think I like just the fact that Oklahoma State's been playing in the tougher Big Twelve and doing pretty well. They're eleven and seven in conference. Um, they're also coming off of a road series sweep at Kansas so they're not they're road tested they're, they're gonna be fine so give me Oklahoma State there on the road 
And now you got UCLA at Stanford. Is that right? Yeah, UCLA at Stanford. Yeah, give me the Cardinal here. 16 and 5 at home so far. UCLA has been a little bit of an up and down team. Uh, I don't think, I don't know. I'm sitting here wearing a Stanford hat. I feel a little bit biased picking Stanford, <laughs> but I do feel like we could expect better from the Stanford team. This offense is really good. I really expect them to, to hit their stride at some point. Maybe they will. Let's give the Cardinal the series win here. You're getting one big 12 series here to finish it off. Texas Tech going to Manhattan, Kansas. The Little Apple. You got Cal State Fullerton at Cal State Northridge. Yeah, I had to Google exactly where these were to see how long this this trip this trip was. <laughs> Fullerton, south side of LA, Northridge, north side of LA. This is mm, so I mean that, that probably means it's a four hour drive, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But uh this is actually, I would say, sneaky good matchup. This is number one versus number two in the Big West. Yes, Santa Barbara is tied for second in the Big West, so technically there's a tie there. But this is one versus two in a conference that has had a total renaissance this year, a total resurgence. So this is a non-trivial series. Uh, we have Fullerton in our top 50. Give me the Titans in this one. I want to say they put a chokehold on the Big West. This is them starting their victory lap. Let's go Fullerton. They are going to waltz their way to the Big West <laughs> title after winning this weekend. Wow. Yeah, so I'm taking the home teams of Louisville, TCU, Boston College, and Stanford, and just one road team, but it's like 20 miles. So is it really a road series? I'm taking Fullerton <laughs> in that last one. And I've got Indiana, Duke, Oregon, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. So give me a couple of Big 12 teams in there, and yeah, we'll see. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this one. But hey, Kyle, let's I'm take a quick 50, break. I'm feeling 50-50. 50-50. Literally all we're doing, picking between mm-hmm. two things, Kyle. All right, let's take a quick break. I need to relax, take a deep breath, because we have the monumental task after the break of picking the top 16 seeds with some bracketology. And welcome back to the podcast. Before we get going with Bracketology, if you haven't already, please give the College Baseball Nation podcast a rating, either on Spotify or on Apple or wherever you're listening, but one of those two probably, because that's where most of the people are actually looking for podcasts right now. Giving its five-star review helps us get the word out about the podcast, helps pay the bills, and we'd really appreciate it. So thank you. Kyle, you ready to do some Bracketology? Yeah, let's give it a shot. So I want to try to keep this nice tight. Because this could take a long time. But what we're going to try to do is like we did last week. We're going to try to pick the top 16 seeds. I have a clock running to make sure this doesn't get too out of hand. Let's shoot for around 10 minutes, which means I don't want to waste time at the top. We know LSU, Wake Forest, South Carolina are going to be 1, 2, and 3 as of right now. Winning the SEC West, winning the ACC, winning the SEC East. Great RPIs, great RPI pluses. Let's not mess around. 1, 2, 3, done. Let's do it. Man, we're going so fast. Yeah, I think I want to pause a little bit because I think at four, I want to start considering some teams. I think Vanderbilt, maybe Arkansas, I think some of these other SEC teams should be in consideration by nature of their current SEC record and the fact that Arkansas, if memory serves me right, is traveling to Vanderbilt. Yeah, they do to finish the year. I want to put Vanderbilt here at number four. Yeah, and Arkansas also has South Carolina, so that could mess up some things here in in the standings, but... I think that one is in Fayetteville, so that might mess up number three, but we'll worry about that when we get there. Yeah, yeah. All right, we have a we have a one, two, three, four. 
And I think yeah. now five is where we start to get maybe it's, it gets a little bit trickier. So I think what the RPI and RPI plus are telling us is the SEC and ACC are really good this year. And that's not super shocking. We see it a lot of years. I think we have to decide, is this an abnormally good year for the SEC and the ACC? Or is this just the run of the mill? And even though this is there's really good teams, they're going to get jumped by some of these other conferences because the committee doesn't love putting you know, nine SEC hosts and five ACC hosts and then one or two other teams. Um, so this feels, to me, this feels like a better top of the sec than lately but the gap between the top and the middle slash bottom is bigger like, agreed it feels like there's there's a we're gonna have a lot of hosts but then like we're yeah. gonna be no two seeds it's gonna be all three seeds after that or something like that, that <laughs> yeah or maybe one two seed but yeah just because yeah. of alabama's rpi is 21 but yeah yeah so i don't know where i want to go saying that is i do think i want to go back to the acc at this point because we have three sec squads I think Virginia would be the obvious choice based off their RPI plus, which is sitting at six right now. I think Duke though should be in the conversation. And because you just picked Duke to beat Virginia on the road at Virginia. And I agree with that pick. I think we got to go Duke here. They're at nine in the RPI plus 11 in the RPI. If they win that series at Virginia, they're going to move up. They're going to be top eight. I think Duke is where I want to go at five. Let's do it. I'm down with that. They're five. They're 10 in the RPI according to what I have, but. Well, maybe I need to update my stats then. <laughs> so where do we want to go with number six? I think we could go sticking back with Virginia. We can go back to the SEC. I think if we went back to the SEC, my instinct is to go Arkansas over a team, maybe like Florida or Kentucky or something like that. Uh, I like. Yeah. I, I think Arkansas has a good chance of racking up some SEC wins, and I think they're going to probably finish second in the West. Yeah, I'm good with Arkansas here. And... Then Florida. Yeah, Let's I think see. we have to. So right now, Florida is behind Virginia in the RPI and in the RPI plus. Virginia is oh. six in both. Florida is eight and then 10. So if we think Virginia is going to lose a home series to Duke, they'll probably drop, drop a little bit, but I don't know how much they're going to drop. So I could go Virginia. I could go Florida. I, I think I'm kind of torn here. Let's go Florida. I think their RPI will jump up enough. What is their RPI? 11. I think, I think they'll... Like they have a road series at AM, which, you know, is whatever. And then they have home against Vandy and road on the road at, at number two RPI, Kentucky, to end the year. So I think their RPI will actually improve, especially if they win that Kentucky series. Yeah. I think uh, I like that point. I think they probably would be favorites in that series in my mind. So yeah, I, li I like Florida and then Florida probably Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Just because Virginia's RPI is going to be really good. And uh, I like dipping down a different well. So that's our top eight as of right now. Uh, I want to look. So when I think about who should be a top 16 seed, I also start thinking about who are the best conferences or which are the best conferences. And right now mm -hmm. it's SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big 12, Sunbelt, Big 10, Conference USA. And that's the in, in terms of RPI. That's not just my opinion. That's conference <laughs> RPI right there. Uh, so what that means is that we don't have a Pac-12 team in here yet. So I'm feeling like we got to go Pac-12. We could go Big 12 because they're fourth in conference RPI. We could go Sunbelt. They're fifth if we really feel like there's a really special Sunbelt team. And I think there's a case for that. So where do you want to go here? So I would say if we went Sun, if we went Pac-12, Arizona State's winning the Pac-12, but I don't think they will because they have to, to face off against Stanford. I, I, I think Stanford's going to 
I think Zanford's going to finish ahead of Arizona State. I could be convinced otherwise. But then Oregon has to also be in the conversation. So I think those are the three Pac-12 teams. I think Big 12, we got to think West Virginia, Oklahoma State. And then I think if we, th- we think about, is there a special Sunbelt team? Well, man, Coastal's had a pretty special year. So I think Coastal also has to be in the conversation right here. What's your instinct? My instinct is Pac-12. Um, for me, I went with Oregon. Could be convinced to have Stanford. It kind of depends on who wins that conference, in my opinion. Like the conference winner will be next. So Kyle, like you graciously told me recently, Oregon did knock off Stanford and Eugene. So maybe the head-to-head will come into play. Maybe it won't, depending on who wins the conference. Uh, I could be convinced of Oregon if you want to put Oregon here. Yeah, I think I like Oregon here. They they end with Arizona State at USC, Washington, and Utah. So they're going to rack up a ton of wins in in conference. But will they have the RPI? The toughest one. And they have the RPI. So they do now, uh, but will they if if they have to to go up against uh Utah and then don't they have like Utah Valley or Utah Utah Tech. Utah Tech. RPI two seventy one. They need to drop those games. They take let's see if those games actually happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like I like Aaron Fitz approach there dropping the bottom three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I've heard there's mild rumblings on the rules committee of actually doing something mm-hmm. like that. The mild, mildest of rumblings, but we'll see if anything happens with RPI adjustments because I hate the idea of canceling late season games just because of RPI because less baseball is worse than more baseball. Yeah. Well, and if it's one of those buy games, you know, like the, like it helps to fund the depart- athletic departments for those smaller schools, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like baseball is good. I think we're we're gonna go officially on record as a pro baseball podcast. Baseball is good. <laughs> okay, so you have me convinced. I'll put Oregon at number nine. Uh, do we want to go? Where, where Let's do we go? Big go Twelve next? here. We can go Big Twelve. Yeah, I think. I think the debate would be Oklahoma State, West Virginia. If we go Big Twelve, I think Coastal is the other one that we have to think about for number ten. Oh yeah, I could be. Con- I could be convinced to have Coastal. I think. It feels like a little bit like a hedge with Coastal because Coastal's resume right now is better than both of West Virginia and Oklahoma State. So it feels nice and cozy. Mm-hmm. There's seven RPI. It's like, okay, if they keep winning, great. And I, I, I don't know which of the Big 12 teams is going to rise. I really do feel like, though, at the end of the day, a Big 12 team probably is going to end up ahead of Coastal because of the yeah. conference RPI. But it's hard. To, it's, I don't know who that exactly is going to be. Was RPI plus say between Coastal West Virginia and Oklahoma State? Yeah, RPI plus is Coastal at eleven, West Virginia at eighteen, and then Oklahoma State at twenty-four. So a little bit closer than the RPI does, but there's still a gap. I'm good with Coastal and then West Virginia if you want to make that change. Yeah, and I think the only reason I want to go West Virginia here is because they did win that road series in Stillwater, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I it's it's tough. The Big Twelve, anyone can win any given weekend. We saw that already. It feels like it. So now I think the bottom was it this five teams, right? We have spots 12 through 16 to fill out. I think it's really hard. I, I think that what we have here now are some mid-major conference champs that are going to be in contention for these spots, which could be really cool, just like as from like places that don't typically host. But at the same time, I don't know if they're going to be able to hold up their RPI that they need. So Where do you want to go with number 12? My thought originally was Dallas Baptist because they have 16 RPI, 21 RPI plus. Conference USA is a top seven conference, so maybe that will get them the bump that they need. I think I like Indiana here. They're 13 in the RPI. They're they're 
they're like a, a nice solid midwestern host and the committee is not gonna i don't know I, I think i think that's the kind of team that the committee would would love to and the regional advisory advisory committee is going to give them a big bump for being like the best in their region pretty much that that's a good Indiana point state yeah i think the only thing that i have dinging against indiana at this point is the fact that they have to play northwestern purdue southern indiana still so they'll yeah. probably it's not a perfect resume well yeah it's just moving forward i think they might get dinged a little bit in the rpi but Indiana Big Ten is higher than Conference USA right now, so yeah, let's go. Let's go Indiana. I'm okay with that. Uh, do we want to go Dallas Baptist next? Do we want to go back to, let's say, some of these other power conference teams? We have Kentucky at two in the RPI plus, Boston College at ten. Um, we could think about Indiana State at thirteen. I just don't see them holding that RPI plus or that RPI. So where do you want to go next here? My gut is DBU. Yeah, let's do DBU. I, I like that 16 in the RPI, and uh, they're winning the the Missouri Valley, right? Conference USA. Yeah, they, they, they switched conferences. Made yeah. that change. <laughs> yeah, Indiana State is winning the Missouri Valley right now. Oh, and they're higher in the RPI. But this year, the con- Conference USA definitely is a better conference than the Missouri Valley. Yeah, 100%. Ooh, we have three UTSA spots left. Half game back. I want to go Stanford. <laughs> In the top, I, I think Stanford will be here because they're 15 and in the RPI plus. How do you feel about Stanford? Yeah, let's do Stanford next. I guess we also could think uh, about Boston College, UConn, Miami, Kentucky. Kentucky. I, I, I want to throw Kentucky off the table because I don't think they're going to get enough conference wins. That's where where I'm. I think I agree. And then Miami's a half game back tied with Virginia in the Coastal, which is a totally made-up conference name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think between Miami and Boston College, I might lean Boston College for similar reasons as we were talking about for Indiana. The Regional Advisory Committee is going to like them from New England. But Boston College is also doing well. Like, right, we can't discount the fact that Boston College is 12 in the RPI, 10 in the RPI+, plus 12 and 9 in the ACC. So I like Boston College right now. All right. UConn next. East Carolina next. Miami. Yeah, I my instinct was East Carolina at first, but I'm (laughs) I'm less convinced because of the fact that they're third in the American and they lost to the number one and number two teams. Both of those were on the road. They got swept by Wichita State and they lost the series at Houston. But I think it's gonna be really hard for East Carolina to host unless they have a runaway massive success in the rest of the conference when the regular season when they in the win the conference tournament as well. So, I don't know. I'm leaning not hosting right now for ECU. Yeah, that's hard to believe after the last few years of domination, but yeah. That's fine with me. So, who do you think next? Miami, Kentucky, number 2 in the RPI. <laughs> I don't know. They're falling. Yeah, I I, I don't want Kentucky. Standings. I think Miami, uh, I don't trust Miami enough on the road. I don't think Indiana State is going to have the enough high-quality wins to finish the season to be there. Yeah. I think, yeah, I would consider Arizona State if I thought they were going to win some of these tough series. I don't know if they're going to win enough of these tough series they have to end the year to actually be there. My gut is UConn, I guess, but I don't like it. I think like yeah. dark horse here is probably Alabama. They're at 500 in the conference, well, at 21 in the RPI. So like I don't know, I don't I don't think Alabama is totally out of the conversation here if they win enough SEC games. Um, 
but they're mm, they're not going to win enough SEC games. <laughs> I would put Kentucky over Alabama right now in the SEC. I think Clemson, similarly in the ACC, is very similar resume as Alabama right now. But you know, if they go on a run, there's just a lot of teams here that are like almost good enough to host. Is kind of where we're at with I think team number sixteen. I think we go UConn here. I think UConn feels good enough for now. Yeah. And that gives us a nice variety of hosts. So we have the automatic qualifier projected from the SEC, LSU at number one, from the ACC, Wake Forest at two. And then we have South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Duke, Arkansas, Florida, Virginia, Oregon, the projected Pac-12 champ, Coastal, the projected Sunbelt champ, West Virginia, projected Big 12 champ, Indiana from the Big 10, Dallas Baptist from Conference USA, followed by Stanford at 14, BC at 15, UConn from the Big East at 16, seven different conference champs. Really hope something like this happens. I love it. We talked about it last it's time. Really with cool. It's really fun when you get rewarded for winning your conferences. You get a, you get 16 different hosts. And I love the idea of seven different conferences uh, champs get to host. Cause it's like, yeah, win the conference, you get a chance to host, you get a chance to make a super and maybe Omaha is going to have, you know, eight different conferences in it and it will be a, a whole <laughs> variety. Probably not. Yeah. But you should, maybe you should get rewarded for winning your conference. Yeah, especially when there's as much parity in college baseball as there is and has been for a while. Like winning a conference in college baseball, especially one of the top 10 or 15 conferences, is hard to do. Thanks for listening to the College Baseball Nation podcast. If you haven't already, check our website at collegebaseball.info. Our socials are at collegeball and that. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Watch a bunch of college baseball and we'll see you next Monday.